Anyone can win a fight when the odds are easy. It's when the going's tough, when there seems to be no chance. That's when it counts. It's if you're listening, one person's mission to force a friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. I'm Heather. Hello, Ramsey. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? (laughs) Thought you were just going to be rude. I'm doing well also. It's almost the weekend. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to see the Mountain Goats, a band that we've never covered on this podcast famously. Famously? Famously. Only to you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the reason we haven't uh, covered them, because you don't know them at all. Correct. I know that one song that was on TikTok. Uh, No Children, I think that was. I don't know. I know what the the dance is, but I don't know the song. (laughs) I am not on TikTok, but that still feels like 300 memes ago. It was. That was like early COVID, I feel. Yeah. That was like the Are you f- going to do the dance at the show? Um, uh, I will not and don't know it. And <laughs> would not if prompted. Where is the show? Oh, we already talked about this, I think. It was it's at Pier 17. It's gonna a be, great venue. Yeah, it's uh I'm going to be looking at the Brooklyn Bridge. And it's be- going to be beautiful outside. I am looking forward to the show. Great. Ramsey? Yes. Would you like to introduce our guest? I surely would. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with us today, we have comedian, improviser, podcaster, co-host, one of the brothers from Screw It, we're just going to talk about comics, it's Kevin Hines, welcome. Uh, Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I love a podcast when there are two Heinzes on the podcast. Yeah. We're we're spelled different, but it's okay. (laughs) You know, spelling is not, doesn't come across on podcasts. Mm -mm. No, so it's the same. That's right. That's right. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, Kevin, what is your familiarity with the Mountain Goats? Just let's get that out of the way. <laughs> great. Um, I have some Mountain Goats albums on my phone, so that's my familiarity with them. I've never seen them in concert. Um, I enjoy the animal as well. Um, oh, yeah, it's a fine animal. Yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a, I think it's a great animal. I think, uh, <laughs> it lives on top of a mountain. That's really cool, I think. Yeah. So More dexterity than me. Yeah. Yeah, true. And its location is in its name, which is convenient. It's very convenient. <laughs> yeah, you know where you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. Kevin, I'm asking you this because you have a child. Yes. Uh, what is the last concert you have been to? The, uh, this is funny because somebody just asked me this question. A friend of mine went to a concert and we were texting back and forth. I was going to say talking, but you don't talk to people. <laughs> Same thing. We were texting Mm-mm. and they... It was like, oh, when's the last concert I went to? And I couldn't remember. So I went into my email and I just typed concert because I felt like I probably would have emailed somebody and said, like, oh, I have tickets to a concert. And the last time I went to a concert, I'd emailed this same person to tell them. Oh, that's funny. Uh, and at that point, it was uh, it was garbage. It was the reunion tour of their um, first album, uh, uh, you know, uh, which I forget when I saw that. Now I'm already forgetting when it was. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to pull up this text. But in the email where I said, like, oh, I'm going to this concert, it had been, like, the first concert I'd seen in 10 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I was like, and in that email I said, I can't wait to see another concert in 20, I think it was, like, 25. <laughs> so it was probably eight years ago. Okay. And I'm due to go to another one in yeah, two you years. probably start making plans. Yeah, I I never went to a ton of con- yeah. Here it is, uh, twenty fifteen. Wow, <laughs> was the wow. last time I went to a concert. I never went to a ton of concerts, um, so I was never. It wasn't a huge. I mean, ten years was a long time, but it wasn't like oh, this thing that I used to do all the time has right. left my life. 
Uh, in fact, 2015, my son was not born yet. <laughs> this this so, is just how you were going. <laughs> yeah, so I had already missed 10 years just from like, you know, moving to New Jersey slowed me down. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, <laughs> sure. I never went to a ton. I only went to that garbage show, and I, I really enjoyed the band Garbage, um, because my younger brother had an extra ticket and was in New York, and he's like, do you want to go with me? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And I remember <laughs> yeah. being very excited there and having a good time being like, oh, this is, I should do this more often. But then also, like, uh, going home and being tired. So <laughs> I went to one of the weirder shows of my life on Sunday. Um, it was, first of all, at the Rainbow Room, for those of you that do not know, that is the event space in 30 Rock, mm-hmm. which is like the NBC studios. Uh, it is a basically a rich person event space like very rich people have their weddings there things like that and i went to a hardcore show there it was bizarre it's carpeted there's chandeliers it was so weird it's also on the 65th floor (laughs) it could not be more the opposite of a basement show literally i think this is the highest altitude at which i've ever seen a show it was crazy um i could not get over it (laughs) that's is it a good venue Nope. (laughs) Sounds like shit. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It was um, the record store Rough Trade. I believe they have a pop up on the ground floor of Thirty Rock. Yeah, that's been there for a little bit. Yeah, this was a Rough Trade showcase. So it's some tie in Hmm. that they're doing together. It was very odd. Would go again. It was the nicest any staff has ever treated me at a show uh, because (laughs) there was a freaking elevator attendant. Oh wow. you know, it was crazy. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble imagining an elevator at a concert anywhere. Yeah. Period. Yeah, Just totally. an elevator. <laughs> Just that part's already weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a great call. <laughs> uh, it was bizarre. And uh, Military Gun is great. And everyone should go see them. But maybe at a more normal yeah, venue. <laughs> maybe at a normal altitude. <laughs> I'll, yes. I'll pencil them in for 2025. I'll see when their yeah, availabilities yeah, yeah. are. Good contender. But they'll probably be playing bigger venues by then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Kevin, do you want to tell us what album you are bringing us today? Yeah, so I picked uh, The Muffs, Blonder and Blonder. And I don't know if this, this is, I really love this album. It's a band I really enjoy. I don't know if I would say it's my favorite album. I don't know what I would say is my favorite hmm. album. Fair. Um, it's very but, hard. But I really like this album. But it's one that I hadn't listened to. It had kind of fallen off my radar for a while, the band. Uh, until the lead singer died. And I do this a lot where, like, somebody dies, and I'm like, oh, I used to love their music. Yeah, yeah. And then I, like, will listen to the albums I have and then buy any albums I haven't listened to. And and I just basically, I think I'd only missed one album, but I loaded them all onto my phone and then listened to just that for a few months and just, like, re-fell in love with yeah. this band. Uh, and so that was just sort of on my mind. I was trying to pick one uh, that was kind of me more than like my brothers both really love music and a lot of the bands i like they were like hey you should listen to this and i'm like oh yeah i also like this and so i do love those bands but this was one i sort of not discovered they were on the clueless soundtrack so it wasn't a hard Mm. discovery but it was a, a band that i found on my own and that i think is i still really enjoy so for that i was looking for a band like that that i sort of was not introduced to by a, somebody I was related to or dating. Yeah, 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 totally. The it, the y- zot of music. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 
not familiar with this band, though you saying they're on the Clueless soundtrack leads me to believe that maybe I am familiar with this band. You've heard yes. at least one song, apparently. They, totally. <laughs> uh, they sing Kids in America on the oh. Clueless soundtrack, which I think is the first song on the soundtrack or the last one of the definitely other. know that song um and it's a great song uh uh and they don't like it <laughs> <laughs> do not like that song uh sure but uh they kind of did it for the money and they got to like pick whatever song they were going to do as a cover and so they were like given yeah. like three or four choices and they're like we'll do this one and they're asked about it they're always like we don't really like it <laughs> they, don't, they, ne- they never performed it in concert apparently or anything like oh, wow. that but it's uh, that's a great song uh and it led me to buying this album blonder and blonder or blonde and blonder um and uh and i was like oh this is great i love all their songs so i was happy like i would do that a lot this is what came out when i was in like, clues came out uh what yeah. year 90 uh, i think let me look mid 90s i was in being college my brain, wants, my brain wanted to say 96 95 okay so i was in college and i did that a lot yeah. in college i would hear one song and buy the album off of just one yeah. song because I was like, I didn't have a lot of music. So I was like, oh, I'll just buy this whole album. And if I don't like it, I'll only listen to it once. Right. When music was discovery was, yeah, it just rolling it. Music discovery <laughs> was also so much harder then too. So yeah. like, that's what you had to do. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember buying, uh, I, I must've heard it on some TV show or something. Violent Femmes first album. Yeah. But the uh, record store was also like, no, oh, you buy that one, you get this other one for ten bucks. And I took a took a stab, and that was the last Violent Films album I ever bought because the second one was not as good. <laughs> <laughs> Violent, um, Violent Films I started listening to in college. My roommate fair. learned them, so like, yeah, <laughs> I definitely have one of their albums. Well, that kind of leads me into a natural next question: is like, what else were you listening to at the time that you got into this band, this album? Yeah, um, so I don't. I don't remember for sure. I'm going to make a guess. Because um, I don't even know necessarily if I could describe like what my musical tastes are. Other than I tend to like faster, mm-hmm. not poppier, I guess, but uh, uh, fast, kind of loud songs. Hmm. Pop punk probably would be the closest thing. But yep. I don't always like that. Um, uh, and some of these bands I'm going to mention do not fit that thing. But uh, I also really love female lead singers. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally. So, like, I was listening. I remember Belly was a big band I really enjoyed my freshman year of college uh, and Throwing Muses. And they kind of uh, all came from, I guess, was it uh, the Pixies or sort of like the Pixies Orbit or something like that? Right. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so Belly and uh, Throwing Muses and Kay Hanley, so Letters to Cleo. So I would listen to yep. those guys a lot. I listened to They Might Be Giants a lot in high school. Um, Elastica was a band I really oh, enjoyed. Yeah. I almost oh. picked that for this. They only really they did two albums, but um, one is kind of meh, and one is great. Hmm. And then they just sort of <laughs> stopped, and the lead singer stopped making music. And I was like, I don't understand how you could make huh. one great album and step away, but just fail. It's also a very short album. The Elastica album I think is like twenty minutes, and I saw them in concert. And they played every song on their album and nothing else. Oh, wow. And it was a very <laughs> short concert. There was, like, no encore. I was like, I guess they don't have any other songs. Fair. Uh, it was still a great concert, but I was like, man, that was quick. Wow. Uh, anyway, uh, so stuff like that um, was what I was listening to at that time. Love it. Ramsey, any other questions before 
you see the album art. We have previously established that you didn't go to a ton of shows even when you were sure. able. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see the Muffs live? Okay. I didn't, no. Um, mm. I think I would have loved it because um, whenever I've read about like what their concerts are like, it seems really fun and crazy. And especially, I mean, a younger me would have loved it, I guess. At the time I first started listening to him, I think I would have really enjoyed it. Like, this was like moshing, 90s mm. or like moshing time, right? Sure, I would have yeah. enjoyed that aspect of it. And, and just, I don't know how to dance, but I like, I, I could throw myself into th- people. <laughs> sure. uh, I think I would have enjoyed it. They also felt, they feel like a club band. Like, they're not the kind of band that's playing concerts, like big stadiums or anything. <laughs> right. Or, or big venues. Uh, I read a few articles about this because I was coming on your podcast. And at some point, whenever they got signed by their label, uh, Kim Shattuck, the lead singer, basically said, uh, oh, they're going to, tr- you know, the studio's job is to try to make us big. I mean, good luck. <laughs> so <laughs> they had like no intention of making it easy. It's like, we're just going to do what we want to do. And if they can make us big, fine. If they don't, fine. And like, that's, they never made it big. They were never huge. And that's so I think those bands funny. are fun. Yeah. yeah, those bands that don't quite explode, because when they explode, you lose a little something. I think, and I don't know. I think I would have enjoyed their concert, but I didn't see them. Well, I am, I am excited because when I was googling this, it did just like come up on the first page of results. I didn't do a deep dive. I wanted to be a little surprised, but mm-hmm. the on the first page, it was saying that this album is produced by Rob Cavallo, who produced Green Day, Paramore, and oh. Fleetwood Mac, which are three things I love. So I'm very excited. What um, yes. I like Paramore. I like, also, yeah. yeah. I like Paramore. They're so, sort of in this realm. And Green Day, I, again, I was reading up on this, Yeah, uh, said when they were recording Dookie, they were listening to Muffs hmm. all the it. time. Okay. And I this loved, is very exciting for me. I love Dookie <laughs> uh, when that came out. Uh, and I like I liked later Green Day albums. That first one hit me really hard. Uh, yeah, and it's that's really the only one that I love. Um, the other ones are fine. <laughs> similar, similar to that album, and a lot of the bands I like. This is probably true of if you're sort of not paying attention, all the songs can kind of sound the same. Mm. Yep. <laughs> you sort of like yeah. if you sort of zone out, you're like, oh, which song am I on? Oh, <laughs> I, I've listened to all of them. Yeah. Um, the Muffs fall into that a little bit. I mean, it's better than that, but like I find the bands I like have like just an unmistakable, this is what their songs sound like tone. Uh, this anecdote, I think, is in like our five timers club of me telling the story, but I think it illustrates the difference between Heather and I so perfectly that um, we both bought the album Dookie as children. Uh, yes. Heather absolutely loved it, and I started crying because there was a swear word in the first song and turned it off <laughs> uh, and had my dad return it. How old were you? Uh Eight or Dookie nine. came out in, oh. yeah, when did it come out? Like, 93, 94? Yeah. So, so maybe I'm, like 10? Yeah. yeah. I'm 10 years older than you. That made me prepared for the swear word, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ramsey and I are the same age, and I was fine. Yeah, sure. so there you go. <laughs> it's really He on just me. has a delicate sensibility. <laughs> My uh, six-year-old son is going to camp right now, and he's in a... Um, classroom for second graders for whatever mm-hmm. this camp like it's at a it's at an elementary school and he's just no he's at a, uh, a seventh grade classroom sorry uh, and he came home and he started asking us questions because he had found a book and started reading it off their shelf uh just for like this yeah. middle school age kids and he was like what's a uh what's a miscarriage mom oh boy oh, God. <laughs> uh what's drug addiction because <laughs> he had found this book and re- read it 
And I was like, oh, when did you read this? He's like, at the very end of the day, I just picked it up and started reading it. And I was like, oh, and you got all that out of it? And he's like, oh, I was reading it earlier. And he, he just kept going back to this book. And the next day, he read more of it. Oh, my goodness. So is this it just... It what was, book is he reading? Is it like a science it was like, book? It's a graphic novel, but it's like a oh, okay. biographic novel. Oh. And it's aimed at like 15-year-olds. So it's not okay. super – and it's not like uh, – it, it, it feels like it's not, you know, uh, exploitive or whatever. You know, it's not yeah. like a manga or something. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, we didn't necessarily mind, but we did tell the teachers like, you know, you have these books laying around <laughs> that kids might pick up and read. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. He was just – very matter of fact with those questions, and um, so I don't know. So some people are like you, Heather, where they can they can handle it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Ramsey, please show me the are album. Are you ready? Art. Okay. Okay. So we've got. I assume this is the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I assume so as well. I really like the exclamation point after the muffs. Uh, it's Ramsey. The bottom one looks like you. I. D- it definitely looks like the hair I had in high school, for sure. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're in this band, Ramsey, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was me, Noel Gallagher, over on the, the right. Uh, yeah, that does. I, I do see it. And I was not in this band, but if uh, I'm, I'm willing to join. There's definitely a 60s aesthetic to this yeah. that yeah. obviously I like. Uh, yeah, I like the font. I like the. I like all of it actually. Yeah, I like putting the band on the cover. It's Don't. a fun cover. Uh, again, this was the first album by them I bought, and I sort of just bought it off the strength of a song that's not on this album. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, you, um, do you know if this was their bigger one or where this falls? This is their biggest hit, I okay. think. Um, this maybe is their first like major label album. Mm. I think it's like their okay. f- maybe second or third album. I should just know this. Um, it's definitely their biggest hit, uh, but it wasn't huge. I don't know. <laughs> like they're like college radio big, right? Like, they would play in college radio stations, but they didn't really make mainstream. Uh, Kids in America did. And, sure. Um, I don't know if any of the songs on this, I would be shocked if I heard any of these songs on like regular radio, uh, which also made them cooler to me. Uh, not that it's not great when bands break out but right they do feel like a band that you have to know about to hear yeah so this album came out in 1995 it was their second album their first album was self-titled came out in 1993 and that one was uh it does look like maybe that one was independently released i'm not 100% but then this one was released on reprise records mm. which is a subsidiary of warner mm-hmm. um it is funny that the next sentence says this album included the college radio hit single sad tomorrow yeah. <laughs> so you nailed the college there, radio there go, element yeah. and i think they only did a couple big studio albums i think they were then released from there <laughs> they did not get re-upped mm. or got uh, uh released because they just never they didn't break out and they just weren't going to so they went to smaller labels after that you mentioned that the lead singer passed away is that true yes um and like two years ago, maybe th- oh, maybe 2019. Do you so know? That's f- four years ago now. Were they still going to that point, or had they stopped making music? Like a lot of bands, they had stopped and restarted. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she like they stopped making music. She did like a side thing, um, uh, and then like they kind of came back and did another one. She died from ALS. So I think also that probably was something, and that she never like announced that people. 
that was not known until she died of it that she had it. Mm. Um, and they had an album like in 2019, her last year. Oh, that's uh, and crazy. she had like a side project, uh, like the Coolies, I think it is, hmm. uh, where she did like an, uh, an EP, and that was to raise money for ALS. Mm. And when people asked why she picked that, she said like, uh, oh, it runs in my family. Oh. Uh, but wow. she didn't Got say, it. I currently am dying yeah. of this. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, I forget what the question was. Um, uh, uh, so they were still active. They just were never super active. I see. I think. I think they'd st- like they still toured and stuff, but like they weren't. Um, they, they were just one of these bands that sort of like they'd get together, make a new album, go on tour, and then like not for a little while because they right. weren't. None of them were gonna. They weren't living off that money really right. anyway. Probably. Right. That makes sense. Okay, Ramsey. Yeah. Anything else before we get into this? No, I think I'm ready to hear the muffs. Okay. Should I put away this album cover? Oh, yes. You can. You can Thank you. Put that back on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. I mean, I get very excited. The first song is very exciting to me. Yeah, that's an awesome opening riff and just immediately kicking the door open. This is, so, this pre- this a little bit predates like the um, the pop punk that I would have been into, but obviously I've gone back and listened to different eras of music because I was just young when this came out. But because I feel like I am the age I am, when anything sounds like this, I just think of Josie and the Pussycats. But that's what they're ripping <laughs> yeah. off, to be fair, yeah. is this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, this, Kay Hanley was a huge, hugely inspired by this band. And so... Yeah. And she was the lead singer of and Josie and the Pussy. You're talking about the movie Josie, not the cartoon, yeah. right? Yes. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is really fun, and her scream is great, too. You're going to hear that. I just love her voice. It's very unique yeah. and distinct. This is also, like, such a specific thing. Um One of the later albums, it says, includes a song that was featured on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And this does sound like music that is on Buffy Mm. the Vampire Slayer, a show I loved. Yeah. Uh, What was was their club called? Oh, God. Um, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I rewatched it. Yeah, me too. It's one they always went to. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man, I don't remember. That's the kind of show I should have been watching in high school, but was not for whatever reason. Uh... Was it the stakeout? Bronze. The bronze. That's hmm. it. Yeah, the the club in near my college was the haunt, so it fits. Did you like, go to Ithaca? I went to Cornell. Oh, I'm I'm from a town over. I so worked in Ithaca. Go, yeah. My dad worked at Cornell. The bron- uh, the haunt was such a cool little club. Yeah, I've been there many many a times. That feels like a better name for the club in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Maybe it does. Two on the nose. <laughs> Uh, what's this song called? Oh, I'm sorry. This song is called Agony. Oh, wow. And, we just, end, we just ended with a little scream. They're quick songs. I also don't love songs that go on too long. I'll be honest. This is a short album. Yes, it is also a short album. Uh, not, th- not that I'm trying to rush this podcast over, but I was happy when I saw that because I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh. For other, like, 
Ramsey, for you for other albums we've done on the podcast. I feel like it's we have done we've done letters to Cleo, right? No. Did I make that up? Have, I don't think we have. I mean, that'd be a did fun one not? too. Did we not? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought we did. And and you know that you and I aren't trustworthy for the episode. This is true. We've done, we've done many. <laughs> we are the worst at knowing that. Let's see. Oh no, we didn't. What? Hold on. I think I brought my, them up. My because... neighbor in college was named Nina. Oh. Oh, that's fun. And one of my best friends uh, was in love with her and would often say, would often say her name like just in sense, just bring her name up constantly. So this song. Reminds me of that. Aw. That's funny. Um, I'm conflating that we did letters with letters to Cleo with us doing Save Ferris. Um, <laughs> I also had that, that album, yeah. That's what my brain was doing. Um, but what I was going to say is, Ramsey, I think what we've listened to that sounded the most like this might be Masked Intruder. <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't know um, Masked Intruder. Are you from, so Masked Intruder is... A gimmick. Kind of a joke band, but they're... <laughs> I mean... They're, they're not, they are, I don't know how to explain they it. They kind of remind they me of. They have a bit. <laughs> yeah, they kind of remind me of like Aquabats in that there's a theme yes. to them and all their songs are about that theme. Yeah, their theme is that they're criminals uh, <laughs> and they, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they all wear different colored masks and their names are like red, green, yellow, whatever. But they're really playing off this era of pop punk. And so all their songs kind of sound like this, but they're about um, committing crimes. <laughs> Very strange. Re- yes. It's really fun. Um, their live shows are also extremely, extremely fun. They're a I, band for like the last 10 years, I would say, but they're really, really fun. <laughs> well, I'm, what do they call it again? Masked Intruder. Never, I never heard of them. Yeah, they're, uh, they're to be fair, they're also small, yeah. but they're a yeah. really fun band. I, I think if you like this, you might enjoy them. I might, yeah. <laughs> that is a great scream. You are correct. It is a great scream. It is uh, good. She screams in almost screaming. every song. After this album, I for a while thought I, w- I liked really hard music because there's so much screaming right. in this. And I bought some, I can't remember any of them, but I would like listen to music and try to buy albums that had that feel. And I was like, well, I don't like these as well. Like when they were really hard, I was like, no, no, I like pretend hard. Yeah. 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 This is still upbeat. Yeah. Well, and the way that we distinguish it on this podcast sometimes, because Ramsey does not like um, yelling, is that he feels like he's okay with it when it's earned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in these, it's like building to yes. something versus just being yelling, if that makes sense. Yes. But it is in almost every song. So there is a little aspect of like, I'm going to work it in. <laughs> I also don't know how she could do a concert right. and not lose her voice Fair. immediately. She also has kind of like a low raspy voice yeah. Yeah. to start with. She's got like a smoker's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's from the screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. As it like I, I I loved Letters to Cleo and Kay Hanley and uh, Belly. They all had like melodic voices. Mm-hmm. And this Kim's voice is not like that, but also just as beautiful in a very yeah. just I don't know. I really it, it's a very unique voice. I said that already, but like that's kind of what gets me very excited. And I do. I just love every song in this album, though some more than others. But they're all like the same-ish. But I love Fair. them. Fair. Okay, I gotta go back to the producer on this album who has produced everything. Um, Green Day, like everything Green Day, including Dookie and Insomniac, Goo Goo Dolls, Dizzy Up the Girl, and a boy named Goo. My Chemical Romance Black Parade. Oh. 
a Dave, a Dave Matthews album I've never heard of. Um, Kid Rock, okay. Uh, <laughs> Someone had to produce it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, well, the iconic Phil Collins song from the Tarzan soundtrack. Uh, crazy. <laughs> you could just say you'll be in my heart. We'll all know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought maybe That's... that song was titled the iconic <laughs> Phil Collins song. Yeah. <laughs> that is Heather, crazy, though. That's band? a lot of... What? Did you you just recently played me a song that was called like featuring a name? Like the title of the song was Oh, it was featuring the featuring Mark Hoppus was the name of the song. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the iconic song from Tarzan made me think yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's just what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I like about the Moffs is like they had this song that was a big hit off the Clueless soundtrack. They got picked up by a big label. They could have changed their sound. They like are good writers. They could have probably gotten bigger. Oh, yeah. And I think they just didn't, they wanted to make the music they liked, and they were already making that. I think right. that's so interesting. I I listened to you guys covering No Doubt, um, mm-hmm. Tragic Kingdom, which is another album I had uh, and loved. But that was also like an album, like each album, like they were changing to get more and more popular. Yeah, right. a thousand so percent. It's like, oh, did they really like ska? Or is that just hmm. what they were doing when they started? Because like Tragic Kingdom was not very ska. Yeah. It was like, Scott influenced, but it was yeah. like more like leftover, and like the further you go, the less of that is in yeah. any of their albums. Absolutely, because all they cared about, it seemed, I don't think this is necessarily true, was like getting big. I think it might be true. <laughs> it might be true. But I, don't, I don't like to. Uh, Quinn Stefani's trajectory kind of does lead me to believe that. I don't like to uh, infer that, like, oh, they don't like making music; they just want to be famous for oh, making music. Oh no, that's music. fair. Yeah. That's fair. I don't, and I don't think that necessarily. But yeah. um, I do it's think definitely true. I think fame was definitely part yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I imagine once you hit a certain level, it's then hard yeah, to yeah. go back down to anything lower. Totally. Uh, totally. So even if it's not uh, a conscious decision, I imagine that people are still going towards that totally i like that gentle ending to that last song that was nice <laughs> was that sad tomorrow we just heard that was the um yes that was sad tomorrow so that was the one that was the college radio yeah. hit and this is ramsey would you believe me if i took actually ramsey guess what track we're on uh so i want to game the system and add like five to my answer but i'm gonna say it's <laughs> it feels like track three or four five. Oh, okay <laughs> no, no way <laughs> No, you weren't way off, but I just knew you. There's no way you were going to guess five. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so what? Yeah, we were flying. Oh, five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you've kind of mentioned that you've gone back and dug, dug further into their catalog and stuff. But so what other music are you into now? Like, did you stay on this sort of poppy, punky, female fronted trajectory or? Um, yeah, more or less. I mean, mm-hmm. uh. Uh, I went through a big stretch where I listened to the Sahara Hot Nights, and they're sort of right in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really like like Rilo Kylie. Mm. Love. Um, oh, we I, saw Jenny Lewis just last week. It's true. <laughs> there you go. So, Two like, weeks. Two weeks. And I don't think that's pop punk at all. Um, in indie, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what that means, but yes, that. that yeah, it means nothing. Is the thing. Yeah. Uh, there was a point where I forget when this was. I mean, it was over 10 years ago, uh, but I, like, reached out to somebody I knew, not even that well, but I knew, like, went to a lot of concerts. And I was like, Recom- I was like, here are some bands I've listened to. Tell me, like, yeah. 10 bands to check out. 
and then I would like go back to them and be like, I liked these ones, and yeah. I didn't like these ones, and they rec- and Rilo Kylie was the first one they recommended to me, and I was like, well, this is a home run immediately. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, good. yeah. Um, but like things like postal service, I'd never heard at that of point, course. and like um, it was exciting to like learn that. So I don't know how to learn new music. Uh, no, it's forcing hard. people to tell me. Yeah, that's why I started this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how this happened. Yeah, that's literally how this happened because I go to lots of concerts and uh, Ramsey didn't. <laughs> I just did the lo- we we did the longer version of your email chain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we are going to see the postal service in a few months. <laughs> um, I also like don't get a chance like whatever. Before I moved to New York, I would drive and listen to music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when in New York, I would listen to music sometimes when I was walking around. Um, yeah, like that's because like podcasts didn't exist, right? Yeah. And then like when podcasts sort of came out, I first didn't listen to them because I was like, "This is the only time I listen to music. I can't <laughs> replace that with something else." Yeah. But uh, you know, we're on a podcast now. They sort of leak in. You can't yep. avoid them. Yeah. And then that sort of became my commuting was listening to podcasts. Yeah. Yep. And now that I live in the suburbs, my driving is podcasts. And it's like, well, when do I listen to music? Right. Yeah. Um. And so every now and then I just go through a stretch where I just listen to music instead of listening to a podcast for like a week or two, and then I go yeah. back. Um, the, and I miss thing, it, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to get it back. Yeah, I mean, for, the thing for me is that I uh, I can't listen to podcasts when I work, so I listen yes. to a lot of music while I work. Um, my working is a lot of clicking, clacking, and I can't have words going into my brain when that's happening. I'm in constant meetings, so yes, it's like exactly. I can't have yeah. music playing because I'm listening to people talk right also uh, that yeah so and now that i am i am just pure middle management that is a lot more of my time my uh my job uh as a, what does ken say my job is beach my job is meeting <laughs> um that's my job but yeah so i listen to music when i'm that's another good screen <laughs> yeah that was a good one then or when I, I ride a bike around the city a lot i listen to music when i bike a lot I don't know, like, I don't like to listen to podcasts as much Do you get in I trouble bike. when you're listening to music when you bike? I got pulled over once. Oh. Well, they, a cop they can't see me. my little, they can't see my little earbuds. A cop stopped me, and I had only one in. Oh. I would have uh, thought that would be enough. And I told him that. I was like, I only have one in. And he just wanted to yell at me. Oh, well, that I mean, I didn't like get a, a ticket or anything. I don't know <laughs> if they give tickets, but I was just like, <laughs> why are you yelling at me? It's like, I'm not a bike messenger. Right. I'm safer than most people. Yeah. You're just in a Well, I also... Mood. Have the newer AirPods that do the like sound pass through. Oh, cool. so I feel okay about it. No way. But will the police? I don't mind you doing it. I just cops got mad at me. Wow. No. Oh. I also run red lights, so the cops are going to get mad at me anyways. Heather's <laughs> <laughs> a rebel. I li- when I used eh. to go to a gym, I used to listen to music at the gym. Definitely. But now I just bike at home on like a uh, exercise bike, and I watch yeah. TV. Yep. Yeah, it's another play. I keep like replacing music with other things. I just need to consume. I don't have time. <laughs> well, I have. I also yeah. I have a not sponsored. I have a Peloton, but I love it because I do listen to music on it. But now they just freaking added that you can add Netflix oh. to your Peloton screen. Yeah, dangerous. That's a nice screen. Just, I, well, I do want to watch stuff on it. <laughs> I, as I said, I have a six-year-old, so it's like finding time to watch my shows is tough uh, and also even listening to music like when I drive with him I'm listening to the Encanto soundtrack oh sure a great soundtrack but 
Over oh, we know. Ever. We had a child on the show who made us listen to it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, I love it. I love Encanto. I made him There was no one to better it. to explain it to us than a child. Yeah. Honestly, it was great. I forced my son to watch Encanto <laughs> so that I could watch it again. So you brought it upon yourself. Yeah, I brought it upon my... I mean, before that, we were listening to, you know, uh, other kids' music <laughs> and just replaced it. I enjoy this now more. Uh, has, I, has your child yeah, listened to any of the They Might Be Giants albums? Yeah, I've played him some. I mean, he likes some of the kids' music by them. Um, he, I try to play leak in like other real songs by them. Yep. Yeah. Like Birdhouse on Your Soul, and he's always just like skip. <laughs> so. I mean, well, I don't have children, but I have nieces, and I do feel like Ramsey has heard this before. But like, my nieces, they're unmoored from time because they just listen to songs on YouTube, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just visiting me and we were driving. I drove them back from upstate to the city and they were just requesting songs and they're requesting like Taylor Swift, but then a Spice Girls song and like just they're all over the map with what they like, but they're nine and 11. And so I just feel like they're now yeah. starting to like other non like kids soundtrack music. Tommy Dorsey, Gregorian chant, future yeah. music. Well, <laughs> they kept making... They would yell at Siri to play it, but then they get really mad because Siri can't understand <laughs> them. Because <laughs> they do not enunciate. <laughs> uh, when he was a baby, is- every morning I would play uh, Anna Ng for him as we like got ready for daycare. And I was hoping that would like, <laughs> you know, like uh, osmosis in and he'd be a song he loved and he's got no interest in it. Aww. It was a noble effort. Yeah, I was just like, this would be a fun song to be like his favorite song as a kid. Yeah. And his like favorite song would be like the ABCs instead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. My niece's name is Cecilia, and she uh, hates the song Cecilia. And if anyone plays it, she screams and runs out of the room. <laughs> She's uh, a monster. My son's least favorite song is We Will Rock You. <laughs> Get, he came home was furious after school one day. He's like, they kept playing We Will Rock You. <laughs> It's like, who cares? Yeah, because I hate it. It's like, he's like, it's like, uh, it's like when you scrape uh, silverware together. Because uh, my wife hates that sound, and so he knows that's a that sound, sound you hate it. And I was like, okay, wow, well, that's fair. I was like, you're, you're gonna hear that song a lot. Yeah, huh? you are. Yeah. Unfortunately, that one's you're gonna be stuck yeah. with it. Don't go to any sporting events. Never. Um, do you have like a favorite song on this album or just um, all of them? Yeah. I mean, the first one is one of my favorites, Agony, cool. which we went right by. Uh, yeah. I do like them all. I like Red Eye Troll, which we've, we're well past now, I think, at this point. <laughs> um, where are we? We are on about track ha- eight. Oh, my God. About halfway through. More than halfway this through. This is also crazy. There's 14 songs and it's 34 minutes. That's wow. bananas. Yeah, they're like, what, two and a half minutes each? Three yeah. I, if there's three minutes, it's crazy. When this ends, we should play uh, Kids in America. I would like just, to hear that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just to remind people their big hit. Um, yeah, uh, as I said, like after she passed, I bought like the albums I didn't already have, which was yeah. like, one was like Happier and Happier, which is the least screamy of their albums. Mm. Still very good. Um, and I would just listen to all of them like on a shuffle. Mm-hmm. And there weren't like any like duds. They were all just sort of like fun. There's a couple, some of the original album ones aren't quite as like musical and fun, but they're all really good. I don't know. 
I can lose myself in it for a while, but even all of them combined is not that long. <laughs> totally. As they've been playing, I have been noticing there there is like there was sort of a '60s ballady feel to one of these. There's I don't know what to yeah. call it besides like a jaunty pub song earlier too. Uh, I do like the variety of noise, even though there is a similarity that runs through all of them as well. It almost feels like all their songs are covers of old, yeah. older songs that I, they've sped I up. I can feel that, yeah. She was on the Pixies for a summer. Oh. Mm. She was the bassist for the Pixies for one cool. summer, and they fired her. Oh. And uh, <laughs> she thinks it's because she dived into the audience. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they were like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like after the tour ended, they like fired her. Wow. And she's like, I thought it went well. <laughs> That's so rude. Yeah. And then I, I only read this part today. Uh, the next album she released. Uh, oh, when they asked the Pixies about firing her, they said something like, uh, yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> or no, you know, something like that. Something sort of like a little. Yeah. Dismissive. Yeah. And her, the next Muffs album was whoop-de-doo. <laughs> so I think That's funny. That's fun, too. Yeah, I do like that. I love, like, kind of also inconsequential beef. Like, yeah, who actually cares? Right. That's kind of funny. They seemed madder at her. Yeah. Than the other and way around. And she was like, I don't even know what the hell I did. Like, they were mad that, like, she kind of talked about it. Oh. Uh, sure. She's like, I don't know. People are asking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was in yeah. this band. Uh, you fired me. I'm not allowed to talk about it? Was it was a yeah. high-profile gig, I assume. Not let me be in your band? That's crazy. Um, uh, and so, like, they seemed a little mad at her for, like, making it a thing it's like i don't know being the basis for the pixies is not as big as being the lead singer of your own band honestly right right i like the pixies you're not that cool (laughs) no they're they're cool but they're not that cool (laughs) i am not commenting on if they're cool or not because i don't know yeah that's okay my but some people really love the Pixies, so I say that they are cool. But I don't really—I don't own any Pixies albums, so I'm clearly not hugely into do them. I. But also, I—I I don't either. But also, I might not be cool either. So yeah. who knows? That's true. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so maybe they're not cool. Yeah. Oh, I like the vibe of this one. I—I <laughs> I do like starting a song this way. <laughs> listen too. to me. Hey, everybody, listen to me. Yeah. This is that fun. Won't come out to play. Is that uh, yes. Okay. It's got kind of a childlike quality here. Yeah. Well, the name of the song is "Won't Come Out to Play," so that okay. tracks. Mm-hmm. Some of the, uh, we talked over like the first half of the album, which is probably <laughs> the stronger half. Uh, but <laughs> the Albums should start with their weaker songs for podcast purposes. I, I agree. I agree. I thought that when you guys did the No Doubt one too, because I was like, all oh, the best songs were early. And then you guys were sort of like, That one's Ugh. really top oh. heavy. <laughs> yeah, did, is that the one where we took a Miley Cyrus break? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unprecedented for our show. Yeah. Oh my god! Whenever anyone tells me about our podcast, yeah. I'm like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> but I picked that one because I was like, "Oh, I wanted to listen to one of your podcasts before I was of on," course. and Appreciate I was like, it. "Oh, this is an album I like," uh, or I remember liking. I hadn't listened to it in forever, 
And the, the first half, I was like, oh, I love this so <laughs> I was like, oh. Ugh. And then when he got to the bad ones, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, no doubt Strategy Kingdom was perfect for mixtape era, mm. where you take the three or four ugh. favorite ones, put them Absolutely. on a cassette with some other ones, right. and never bring, break out the CD again. <laughs> Absolutely true. I used to, that's all I used to do, is just make tapes for road trips. And Muffs were great for that. I wanted, like, fast, loud songs, because I did my driving late at night. I have been re-watching uh, the OC. Okay. And in, like, the second episode, one of the characters gives another one a mix CD with, like, a custom-designed, like, label on it. And I was fully transported <laughs> to the early 2000s. Because I was a big mix CD person, just my era. But yeah, whoo boy. We got, color all over oh, yeah. those. I've got a box of mix mixtapes I've been given where the tapes don't work anymore, but I like uh, them because of the handwritten yes. like song lists. Totally. I just discovered a uh, blogger website where somebody was just archiving old cassette tapes, a lot of like punk releases and that sort of thing. But it was just cool mm-hmm. to like go through their Flickr account and see the scans of these handmade liner notes. I love that. <laughs> I like this song too a lot. This is what their slow it's a song. Slower, yeah. This is their, this is their ballad. <laughs> What's this called? This one is Funny Face. Oh. I also think when listening to this song in order, right before this, you sort of like get into a love of like they're all already sounding the same. So slowing down here, yeah. I always like, oh, I'm listening to an album. And I'm re-engaged at this point. So I think a lot of these songs, that's sort of the association I have with them is like, oh, what happens when this song kicks in? I think this. Right. And so it's like this kind of re-brings me back in for the end of the album. Even yeah. though I like the songs right before it, but if I'm not paying attention, this one re-gets me. You can really hear her, like, scratchy voice here, but it's like... I. I like that as a quality so not a negative yeah. for me Veruca Salt another band like this oh yeah um Tegan and Sarah that's a band I really oh. like as well that's not like this but I like yeah. them as well did they just have a TV show yes I didn't watch it um I did <laughs> is it good bad uh it's cute um I liked it <laughs> it's kind of it's I, I genuinely think it was pretty decent, but uh, it was on freebie. That was a little <laughs> oh, weird, wow. you know. But uh, I don't know. I liked it, but also of note, I lo- love a high school coming of age show, so mm, I'm predisposed right. to like it because it's set uh, in their high school era. Yeah, are they in it? Okay, no. but it's based it's, on their lives. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I like the music. I don't know if I care yeah. about their lives enough. <laughs> I don't. I don't particularly, but uh, you know, a show about two Canadian twin girls coming of age. Right. Sure, I guess I'll. You know, I'll <laughs> watch any done high that. school show. Let's. No. <laughs> two lesbian teen girls coming of age in Canada. No one's done that before. <laughs> it was. I good. haven't seen every Degrassi. <laughs> Maybe it came up somewhere on there. I've I've seen. Most. <laughs> I haven't seen newer ones, so I don't fucking know. Um, Would it have been better if they had played themselves in high school? As adults? Okay. Worse. 
Pen 15's doing that. Oh, fair. Okay, this... Ramsey, how are you feeling? That's a lot of yelling. That might be too much for me. <laughs> uh, is this Ethel, my love? That's oh, your yes. second old-timey name. Between, well, yeah. is Nina an old-timey name? I don't know. I don't know if it is. Ethel is, yeah. for sure. Ethel definitely is. I love Ethel, my love. <laughs> this is a good one. I like this. It is one of their screamier songs in this album. If this is hard, as hard as it gets, I think you can handle I think so it, Ramsey. <laughs> Especially if we're talking about a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just this a song about her loving her grandmother. Yeah, so cute. Oh, this might be from the perspective of Ethel. Because she just said... You think Ethel's singing this? I think so. She just said, I love to hear you say, Ethel, my love. Oh. oh. I may have misheard it. We're, I heard it over Zoom, so. Fair. <laughs> now I'm pulling up the lyrics. Oh, yeah. It really does... I was trying to pull them up, except I spelled F- Ethel wrong like five times. <laughs> it is a weird spelling. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear anything you say. Oh. Oh, that is different. So. Well, Ramsey, there is a lyric. Okay. Never thought I'd see it. I want to admit it. You're a sick boy and a fool. You're doing what you want. And I know you really want to be her Fred boy. Ain't it cool? Fred and Ethel? Is this? Oh. Is that a, a, what is that? Is that not the, is that the honeymoon? I think it's Lucy. Oh, I love Lucy. I love Lucy's neighbors. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I love the idea that she wrote a song for Fred to sing to Ethel. Yeah, this is... Now I'm picturing Fred Mertz (laughs) singing the song. Singing the song. I'd love that. I'd love that episode. (laughs) Famously hated each other in real life, if I can bring in some uh, old-timey... Is that for real? That breaks my heart. I hate when when couples on shows don't get along. Well, I have bad news about Lucy and Ricky, too. (laughs) (laughs) But they initially, yes. yeah. And at least they worked, I mean, at least while the show was going, they worked through it. I think they still remain friendly for the most part, too. Uh, Gilmore Girls, it breaks my heart that um, oh. Luke and, uh, and Lauren Graham. Uh, I can't. I can't. Oh, they were not. Now you're talking my language. It's just like, I'm, I was like, why, why do you hate each hmm. other? Like, yeah. just like, I don't know, like, be adult enough to be able to be in a relationship on the show for me. Did that come out during the show or after? Uh, I think I heard it during. Think, yeah. <laughs> Gilmore Girls is my favorite show of all time. I've watched it 500 times. <laughs> I love Gilmore Girls. It's um, it's one of my few shows this, where it never I don't comes up like when, when someone, bad things happen. Oh, same. It's uh, This never comes up where it's not just me speaking into a void, but this is on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Stars Hollow. Uh, was Street that a, sign. It's the town sign. It's just a stunt. It yeah. lights up. <laughs> Stars Hollow played after Buffy for a while, and yes. I mean, just so I watched it that way, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh man, I like the show." <laughs> I didn't. I I was just like watching it out of habit, right. but like other sh- Dawson's Creek would get moved to a new time slot. I'd be like, "Oh, who yeah. cares?" <laughs> and then Gilmore Girls got separated from Buffy. And I'm like, "Well, I gotta keep watching this. I gotta know what Emily's up to." <laughs> I love it. 
Uh, Ramsey, this is the penultimate oh. song. Sorry, now I'm just playing with my sign. <laughs> Put it away. I got distracted. I got distracted. I got to turn it off. <laughs> okay. Ethel, my love, might be the last song I really like, but I don't remember just a game that well. Well, good news, it's only two minutes, so you don't have to <laughs> deal with it for long so if you don't like long it. Ones. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we do like to judge if something feels like a closer or. Yeah. Oh. I will say this doesn't feel like a penultimate song to me. Feels like just this could mm. be anywhere on the album. We're not ramping down. I agree. That's a I'm just discordant solo. <laughs> it's a little bit of uh, Joan Jett in her voice. Yeah. I'm just now, I want to listen to the last song <laughs> as a closer, as a closer. Now. I'm putting all this pressure on it. <laughs> You got to speak for this full album, just a game. <laughs> I don't know. This does feel like a little bit yeah, of a wind down to me. I'm Ramsey. changing my tune now that we've got this long outro. Long for them. Just True. worried that they should have ended with this Fred, the Fred Mertz um, <laughs> soliloquy. <laughs> soliloquy. Yeah, this this is feeling like a closer to this, me. This agreed. So I would predict we're gonna get kind of like a like a slow uh, acoustic one, but I don't think that's what we're gonna get. No, I don't think they do acoustic. <laughs> I'm thinking like a butterfly at the end of Pinkerton. Oh, oh. close. That, now I remember the song. I do like this song. This feels like a closer. That guitar is still electrified, but... But still closer yep. vibes. I forgot what this song sounded like. This is good. I like this. I, I take it back. All right. Yeah, this is a closer. Oh, thank you, Cam. You really <laughs> pulled, you saved my bacon. Are you a listen straight through or a shuffle album? Oh, great question. Um, I I listen more on shuffle now, but like I got this as a CD, so I listen to it straight mm -hmm. through yeah. more often than not. Uh, and I probably should listen to more albums that way because one of my favorite things is when I hear a song and then you start to hear the next song. Yes. Whether or not it plays, like you're just like, oh, I know what the next song is. Yeah. There's something very exciting about yeah. that. Even if it like if you hear it mixed or on radio and you're like, oh, now this song. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not listening to the album. Um, so when I got this, I probably listened to it straight through a lot. Because also CD shuffle wasn't as clean yeah. as like digital shuffle. Because it would be like, yeah. as it yep. scanned around. Especially if you had multi-disc shuffle. Then it was uh -oh. like. It's <laughs> never as quick as you want it to be. My parents no. had like a 25 changer and I would just load it all up. It's too many. It was unnecessary. But And then you could do the shuffle from like CD to CD if you wanted. Uh, I either had a three or a five in my stereo. It, it was nice you could like unload like the one you were least interested in. Like some would stay in rotation mm. a while. But, but shuffle was never as satisfying as I wanted it to be. I agree. 
Um, so next I'm going to do Kids in America. I've only seen Clueless recently, but I do remember this cover. With me? Yes. When we watched it for Movie yep. Club? This yeah. is like like during the stage setting, like seeing the town, right. right? I think that's right. Yeah. This is a good cover. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. This also, like, I think in my brain, this is the definitive version. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who did? Was it? Definitely. Kim Wilde did the original? Did I make that up? I've heard of the original, and I did not buy that album. Yes, oh. you are correct, Ramsey. Why did you know that? Uh, it's referenced in the graphic novel Persepolis, which I teach. Oh. <laughs> Blah, mute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the song that got me to buy a whole album. I yeah. get it. It's a good one. Yeah. It is crazy to buy an album. Like, often it'd be like, oh, I like, uh, you know. Also, the fact that it's a cover, that is a little crazy. <laughs> And it's not on the album, right? Oh, right. So it's like, yeah. oh, I like this song, so I'm going to buy an album that doesn't have the song. That's a good point. I mean, I had the Clueless soundtrack. I didn't yeah. need it, but it'd often be like, you know, you'd hear uh, a song and be like, I'm going to get the whole right. album that song right. is with. But you didn't. This was just like, yeah. I think I'd like everything they do. That's funny. <laughs> I love that. And it that. would have been impossible to do so. I also bought Jill Sobule's album after this uh, soundtrack, for sure. Did you know it was a cover? Or did you think this was an original? This, uh, I don't think I knew it was a cover at the time. I, I certainly didn't. I don't think I cared. Yeah, yeah also fair. Um, this is good. I'm just looking at the Clueless soundtrack now. Yeah, what else is on there? Um, this is the first one. Counting Crows, The Ghost in You, Luscious Jackson, Radiohead Fake Plastic Trees Acoustic, um, huh. Smoking Popes, Beastie Boys, uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Towns, Coolio, <laughs> Supergrass, Velocity Girl, and Jill Sobel. Hmm. Did you like the movie when you saw it recently? Did you see it for the first time recently, yeah. Ramsey? Yep. What'd yeah, you think? I had seen I it. I liked it. I thought it was very charming. It's such a thing of its time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Time capsule type movie. I mean, I love Clueless. Yeah, I was expecting it to be like less uh, interesting to me as a, an adult, but no, it was still fun. It's I was perfect. still engaged. And it was like genuinely funny at times. Yeah, it's great. I think I wrote it off as like girl stuff as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I saw this um, other than Alicia Silverstone is uh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're in college Extremely and Alicia fair. Silverstone is a star of a movie, that's almost enough right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but man, I loved it. It's one of those movies you I watch and I'm like, oh, I need to see this a hundred times <laughs> on TV. I love it. Um, wow, this was fun. I'm glad uh, this is a honestly a rare one where a guest brings something that I don't know and I end up liking it. Usually, if a guest brings something I don't know, I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this worked out. Well, yeah. The only thing yeah. I can promise is if you ever have me on again, it will be just as short. Because <laughs> all the albums I looked at were like that. You know, the most will be is five minutes longer. I love it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, albums that get too long, I lose interest in. So they can never right. be my favorite. Even if I like them, I'm like, well, that's not one I'm excited about. I'm. So you, oh, you can always have dinner after uh, my guest's appearances. <laughs> okay. We'll schedule accordingly. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. When I haven't had time to eat dinner before 8 p.m. <laughs> of all the albums that have been brought to us, I have to say this is the first one that 
uh, was a band that I was in. So that was very exciting for me. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange you haven't heard your band. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah. look, I mean, you know, you're an artist. I don't want to critique how you do things. <laughs> the 90s were a crazy time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was 10 uh, when he joined this band. <laughs> uh, this was really good. I really enjoyed this. And I am going to check out probably the next Muffs record. Uh, yeah, um, they're, they're, I, I don't remember this for sure, but their last one, which is like No Holiday, I'm looking it up right now, No Holiday, I think is really good. Um, Happy Birthday to Me is the one I think they did right after that, which I feel like is not as good as this one. Okay. But but um, I don't know that for sure. Well, I could re-listen to it tonight and be like, oh, what did I tell Ramsey? <laughs> so, uh, Blonde and Bonder was great, and then I definitely bought like the next two albums, and then I sort of lost track of them and then she died and i bought the other albums um and uh i missed her immediately i you know yeah uh it's like oh what a shame this person i hadn't been listening to for a while is no longer making music but uh that is what i felt well that's you know the joy of being an artist though is that their work gets to live on at least yeah definitely She's, and she just seems super cool. I don't think we would get along. I don't think we are uh, uh, <laughs> people who would be friends. But I, I think she's super cool. And like, uh, when I've like written things with like the idea of like a cool rock band in it, this is sort of like my ideal version of what that would be like for a Kevin Hines era music. Be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You go to a club and a cool band is playing. It's like, oh, it'd be like it'd be like the Muffs. I love that. And I don't know, I like, it. if it happened now, it'd be like, well, this is from 20 <laughs> years ago. But that's still in my head what, like, is right. cool music. I love it. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this, Kevin, and bringing us this album. Ramsey, any any closing, wow, closing thoughts? Uh, I think I had a small stroke there on your end. <laughs> no, I, I, this is a rare win for everybody involved. I really oh. love this. Oh, great. Oh, man. Um, I love what that. What do I get? What do I win? What do I win? You get to... Our respect. <laughs> All right. And send that to me. Mail that to me. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll send you my, sh- my shipping address. Okay. All right. <laughs> Perfect. I, I will make you a certificate if you send us your address. That says our, your yes. respect on it? Mm-hmm. It'll be hand-decorated yeah. like 100%. a mix CD. It'll be great. Mm, I'll put it on a yeah. shelf. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's Heather and Ramsey's respect up there. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I will also allow you to plug something, and I won't cut it out of the finished episode. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, as Ramsey said, I'm a co-host of Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. Uh, it's a podcast about comic books. I do it with my brother, Will Hines. Um, we just finished the season talking about a 19... Oh, no, early 2000s Catwoman series. Uh, I think we're going to do the Grant Morrison JLA series. Ooh. If you read comic books, you know what I'm talking about, um, which was like the return to the um, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Justice League after years of being sort of C-list, D-list heroes. Yeah. And it's a great series. I don't think my brother is red, so I'm curious what he'll think of it. Um, uh, yeah, and it's you know sort of a casual comic book fans podcast because we're sort of irreverent and stupid, and Ramsey has been on it. <laughs> Uh, once yep. and also we've forced him to write us emails at least one other time. <laughs> I happily wrote you email. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I read the Parker graphic novels after hearing you talk about them, and what you think? I fell in love with them. I'm now reading the Parker novels. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, cr- I love crime novels, and because uh, I started with detective novels, uh, Hammett and uh, um, Marlowe mm. type stuff, and um, then. Um, 
so at some point I heard about these Parker novels and I read the first one and I thought it was great. And I kind of read them haphazardly. Uh, Heather, these are all just novels about a criminal and a heist. Right. And it goes wrong in the middle, and then, like, he has to kind of get out of it. They're all sort of that. They're kind of formulaic, but they're super quick, super fun. They're, like, my favorite in-between long books book. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then maybe beginning of the pandemic or just before the pandemic, I read them all in order because I'd missed some. And I was like, I just need to read them all. And it was a blast. There is continuity between them that is not needed. Yeah. But is there only when you read them all? And then I love those comic book versions. And I love there's two movie adaptions of the first book. One starring Mel Gibson. Everyone loves Mel Gibson. Great guy. <laughs> uh, no no complaints about him as a human. I love that movie. And it's not as good as the other one starring Lee Marvin, which is also good. So I've seen – I've read that book multiple times, read that comic multiple times, seen two movies based on the same story multiple times. And I love all versions of it. So some yeah, about it. It just works. My, uh, but the Darwin Cook's uh, music uh, art is beautiful. Yeah. It's a great way to experience and he just it. Perfectly encapsulates everything good about those books too. Did you read the outfit? That's my favorite of his adaptions. Uh, I, I read them all. Yeah, I went straight through. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're all so good. Okay, great. And now I'm uh, now I'm doing the text. So this is what my podcast yeah, would sound. This like. is a little preview. <laughs> <laughs> great. I love it. It's a nice way to get a clip. Yeah, right. In. Drop that in. <laughs> You can find me at Heather Shea. How about you, Ramsey? At Ramsey ESS. You can find everything we do at ifyourlistening.com. You can join our Patreon and get a bonus episode every other week. Buy t-shirts and do everything, if you're listening, related at that website. Yep. You can. <laughs> that is it for I me. Know. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>